Pickaxe. Tompy, what would you like to do? Looks like this thing's almost down. Well, I certainly feel quite safe from this grave distance, and I think that's working quite well. <laughs> but I also see that some people are struggling, and in some cases, I can do a lot of great things. So I say, Mary Lou Dumpy. Don't. Watch and learn for a second time, because this time's going to be better. Because frankly, You're not going to wink this time? The wink wasn't a good idea, but we won't yeah. look at that ever again. Watch, because I've got something strong. <gasps> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. It turns towards you. Who wants to get so slapped you're going to say, ow, that hurt my face if you had one, but you don't have a neurotentical thing, but we're going to slap you so strongly. With an oar, which is kind of the perfect weapon against a water elemental. So oh go my for it. God. You get advantage because you were hidden on the your last matter. turn. I got an at one. Absolutely. Well, Mary Lou, look and watch and see. <laughs> It is very good to be here, everyone. Yes. Today, we will be playing some Dungeons and Dragons. You all have a character whose backstory you know, but what happens next, we will be creating together with the help of some improv and some dice. We are going to be beginning today with you, Sigmund. Sigmund, you are looking at a door right now. It's a door that you know well, but it's a door that you're afraid of. It's a door in your home and you've thought about it probably every day for the past five years, but you have been reluctant to enter the room beyond this door. As you're considering reaching for the handle, you suddenly feel a jolt on your shoulder as a strong hand grasps you. <sighs> My son, it's your father, Wilhelm. Uh, father, I did not, um, I'm sorry, I, I'm not supposed to be, I know, but- What um, are you doing here? <laughs> You, I understand, but your mother, your mother, we we we, we, we try not to come here too, too often, Sigmund. Uh, of course, Father, but I, I thought, um, I get it's, it's today. What is it? It's Father. Today is the day I become a man, and I what show him my hand. No, and the there, ever seed. There is a tiny little seed. Oh. Oh. with a tiny little sprout coming out of it. My son, he takes you into the biggest, <laughs> strongest bear hug you have ever felt. <laughs> You're used to these from your father, but he's kind of cracking your back more than once as he brings you in. It is clear he is ecstatic. This is, in fact, the happiest you've seen your father in quite some time. I say, Father, this means that I'm ready to help. I can I can join the family. I can help you, help Carl. You, you are ready. I understand this did not go exactly how we were hoping the first time, but I know that now with this, and that is when another figure enters the room, is your mother, Fenware. And she smiles. I hold it out to her. I say, I say look, look, Mommy, I've become a man. Oh, it's, that's... Oh, my son, <laughs> you you are already a man, but you will always be my little boy. She takes your hand, the hand with the gauntlet on it, and folds it over your Everseed. I'm happy to see that the seed has bloomed, but you do not need to rush things, my son. But, but Mother, you said that the days that Friedrich blossoms, that, that I would be a man. I could, I could help. You are eager to help. I understand that, my son, but we cannot risk any unnecessary dangers at this point. You understand that. You see your father sort of take a glance at the seed again, 
and he starts to say, well, <laughs> this is a very exciting time nonetheless, and I, I think that there is the opportunity. And she takes one look at him, and he says, for you to wait and to be very patient, <laughs> and um, uh, I think that your mother is exactly right, and that we just need to be very cautious. And he just takes a step back. Of course, Father Mother, um, I guess I'll see you tonight for arts and crafts. She continues to hold your hand. <laughs> she says, that will be most delightful. We are making pine cone sculptures tonight, and I will be excited to see you there. And she continues holding onto your hand tightly, as though she is trying to keep your hand wrapped around the ever seed. And then she glances at the door behind you. And she says, my son, why don't we step away from here? There is nothing for you going beyond this door right now. It is very kind of you to do this, but you do not need to. And I know how it hurts you. Why don't you come outside with us? Sigmund, your parents start walking away, and as they start to leave the catacombs where this door is, it's clear that they're expecting you to eventually follow you, follow them. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to, like, <laughs> loudly walk in that direction. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, yes, uh, you're so right, Mommy. Looking forward to Pinecone Arts and Crafts. And then quietly, I want to turn around and sneak back to the door and see if I can slowly get it open. Absolutely, you can try that. I would like you to please make a stealth check against your own parents no one in order you. to try to <laughs> I'm 55 years old. This. I'm sneaking around my Absolutely. own Absolutely. <laughs> all right, that is a 16. Okay, oh, all right. Okay, a 16. For just a moment, you think you've been caught. Your mom turns to look back at you, but then, just then, your father says something under his breath that it's clear she's not a big fan of. She shoots a look at him. They start to talk under their breath a little bit more. They disappear around the corner. Right. The 16 who just right. barely did not get spotted. All well right. done. Well, Huge. So I, I, knowing what is behind this door, I, I mean, <laughs> take big breaths and move it open and enter. The door is hot to the touch. As you push the door open, the first thing you notice is how the heat increases. You see flames in this room, and they are worse than they have ever been before. You see your brother, Carl, seated in this room filled with smoke and fire. He's in a cross-legged position. His head is tilted upward, and from out of his mouth, and where his eyes should be. Blades are pouring out and upward. Mm. Smoke rises in an aura above him and on his shoulders and all around him. Flames seem to coat him like an aura. I walk towards him and say, <laughs> I'm sorry that I haven't visited. I was afraid. But I'm not afraid anymore. I'm going to help you. Sarah, <coughs> I don't know how, but... <coughs> but I love you. And I'm getting you out of here. And then with that, I... <coughs> cough and walk out the door and cover my tracks. Absolutely. Would give him a hug, but he's covered in... Mm -hmm. It is a no. <laughs> From probably experience, it is very dangerous to do that. And as you start to leave, you take one last look back. You think you see him turn to look at you, and then you realize, no, it is just a trick of the light, just as he has been for the last 18 months. He is comatose and does not respond to your presence. And that is where we will leave Sigmund for right now. Meanwhile, 
outside, there are tents set up in a clearing where many people seem to have gathered. It's a somewhat thriving community out here in the woods near this ancient temple. And it's a few druids walking around amongst these tents, but mostly just common folks. Here in Haven, many people are welcome, but no one really feels more welcome than Tumpy does. Because Tumpy, <laughs> wherever you go, you are home. And Tumpy, right now, you've kind of found yourself in a bit of a crowd, as you so often do. Crowds are an area where you kind of thrive in. Everyone has been talking about the newly arrived priest of Atun. They say his name in whispers, Dog Breath the Great, more powerful than any archpriest. And they are excited to even touch the hem of his garment or make an appeal of some kind. I'll just let you know real quick that it's a lot of different people around here. You're seeing a lot of just normal humans who are spectating upon this crowd. There's a goblin woman with goggles who keeps like peeking around people trying to get a better glimpse of the tent. There's a guy in the back who's literally holding a flagon of beer right now who's just like, oh, and this priest supposed to come out. I want to see this dwarf. Uh, he's so powerful, so chosen by a tune. Oh, well, where, where is he? I haven't seen him yet. I would be uh, wrong to not mention that uh, there is one person in this uh, crowd who is actually quite beautiful, um, a woman with also bluish purplish skin and horns, black horns emerging from the top of her head. She's holding like a potion, like she's planning on bringing this potion maybe to dog breath. Well, what I do is I quickly, quite frankly, quickly move over to the horned woman. I say, hello, I say, uh, how are you? I like what you're holding. It looks tremendous. It looks quite blue, frankly. I love blue things. Would you say it's blue? I'd say it's blue, right? <laughs> she looks at it, and sure enough, it seems like it's water, but it's water tinged especially blue. Mm. And especially she looks at you. Blue. I'm sorry. I, have we met before? Uh, Tumpy, I would invite you to roll a persuasion check on her real quick. Oh, oh. Our first roll of the game. Let's go. Just to get her talking to you. See see what kind of an impression you're making. Oh, oh my God. No way. Is that a nat 20? Start. No Is that a nat 20? A critical hit. <laughs> Tumpy, I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe yeah. it. She's taking eyes. This tiefling woman looks like, at you and she smiles and she starts to smile even more and she says, Yet, it is blue. I never really noticed, but it, I'll admit, this is just ordinary water. I, I asked that halfling over there to bring me some. I'm hoping to get it blessed, because you know there's vampires in these woods around here, all kinds of undead. We don't like vampires, yeah. I, I, I need some blessed water. I need some holy water, and I know this priest can definitely do it. Most certainly. Look, we'll cut straight to the chase, because frankly, I'm so handsome today, and you can tell, frankly, it's... <laughs> Quite obvious. I think lots of people, if you look around, people are saying you're so handsome, you look at them. <laughs> and frankly, I think when you see you and you see me, and I think we'd go well together so strongly, you look at probably Dog Breath is a great guy, but you look at <laughs> you look at what these people are saying and they're talking about Dumpy, right? They're talking about Dumpy, and you can tell. So And that's you. That's That's me. And you're excited about that, which is great, which is totally great. I'll, I'll admit, Tumpy, I'm not sure why, but I, I I find you very compelling to listen to. I, I, I almost can't turn it off. I'm it's, fascinated it's by it. It's exciting. It's exciting. You look at the burly chest, you say, why not sober? <laughs> and frankly, <laughs> frankly, you say, and I think you'd say it quickly, but you'd say, maybe later, you say, what are you doing, Dumpy? And I say, not too much. Maybe we do something. So 
Can't take my people, probably. Does mm. that sound good? You can't take my people. She bites her lip a little bit with like a banged <laughs> tooth. Spit all over the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, Tumpy, I, I find the, the way you're just confidently speaking very, very compelling. Thank I, you. I, I, I can tell you're a very good public speaker. Thank um, you, yes. I, uh... I'll be honest, Tumpy. Uh, I was here to see Dog Breath, but um, and you, for just a moment, like she's remarking about the fact that you know what's happening. Your blonde hair is just wafting a little bit in the breeze. There are handsome people in this audience. She's beautiful, but no one's more beautiful than you in this crowd, Tumpy. She looks you up and down. No one's seen anyone as beautiful as me, frankly. Go ahead. She pockets her her flask of ordinary water. She's looking to get blessed, and she says, "Tumpy, I'm a." Uh, I'm sure you notice that I'm part demon. And uh, it's only part demon. My family's got an interesting story, but um, I'm curious which, uh, which part. My, my, my mom's human. My, my dad was a demon. Um, She's I'm telling me her which... whole life story, I guess, but that's okay. We're good. That's okay. I like that. I like that. It's a little spice. Go ahead. Which, um, it is a little spice. And um, I, uh, I'm just curious which half you're more interested in. Well, when you look at the certain halves, and frankly, and we have a lot of halves, and two halves can make a whole, because some people are saying that. I've looked into that strongly. I would say probably... The top half. The top. <laughs> 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 oh, you didn't do it. Well, when you look at the top... <laughs> that's... It's, I'm going to tell you. She's they, looking you up and down. Yeah. It's obvious she's interested. It's crazy. Well, if you if I get a better look, it might be a half I haven't seen. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe, it's something there. Maybe it's something there. You know, that the half you haven't seen, that's the, that's the mysterious one, isn't it? Oh, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tumpy, my... um. <laughs> my tent's over there. There's no key, but uh, if you if you uh, want to swing by sometime, I I have a couple of roommates, but we can, we can kick them. Oh, you know what? That sounds tremendous. That sounds tremendous. Just give me the signal. A great wink, probably. That you do it greatly. I'm definitely good at that. That's great. That's great. Well, enjoy your water. I know some <laughs> of the wettest water, frankly, but yes, enjoy your water. And uh, I'll be waiting for the wink. She, she kind of just smiles at you and steps away, but she never takes her eyes off of you. It's obvious that she is kind of feeling compelled almost. And with that critical hit, you think that she's going to be very, very, very interested in <laughs> things going forward with this relationship. Both halves. <laughs> both, both halves make all. <laughs> she, she just kind of like like lets the, the one, she's wearing a tank top type of type thing and she just lets one of the seats. <laughs> <laughs> just keep smiling at you from out of the corner. At this point, Tumpy, you can't help but notice that, in fact, I'm just gonna check, can I ask what is your insight skill bonus mm. real quick? According to the ancient packs we have made, I'm gonna be rolling your insight check Grab for you. Great. It's not bad. I got a plus zero on that one. <laughs> plus zero on <laughs> that oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> All you know for sure is that the goblin woman has been watching this conversation. This goblin woman keeps looking at you as you're noticing this, she kind of diverts her attention away to the drunk individual, the guy with the flagon, and both you and her seem to notice that this guy has a different sort of potion, an actual like healing potion of some kind on his belt, and then she kind of looks in your direction one last time. She just takes one long step up to this guy and literally says out loud, a yoink, 
as she grabs <laughs> and with the worst sleight of hand skill check you've ever seen, just plucks the potion off. Now that guy must be really drunk because it seems like he did not notice that happening. Other people in the crowd have noticed a couple of humans and they kind of glance in the direction and they start to like look around just to see if anyone is about to do anything about this. Okay, um, I'm gonna walk behind a tree and uh, walk out the other side of the tree comes uh, <gasps> interesting. a little goblin. And I stroll up to the other goblin and I say, mm, excuse me, miss, can I have a word with you? Absolutely. You walk up to this goblin woman. She turns. She does a double take, then looks around. And you can tell she's looking like past you, looking around. And you get the feeling she's looking for your human self that you were just a moment ago. And then she turns back to you with these wide eyes and goes, I'm a goblin. <laughs> goblin stuff. Uh, um, uh, yes, yes. And she hunches over and does this impression of what you are doing right now. Like, ah, yes. Uh, pleasure to meet you, fellow goblin. <laughs> Let's... Uh, not a lot of goblins around oh, here, right. huh? I haven't met you before. I've had think. enough of this. Mary Lou, get over here. Uh, ma ma Mary, Mary Lou, who's who's that? Who's ma Mary Lou Tump? Come on, get over here. It is you. Okay, all right. And she she kind of looks around and then starts to grow slightly bigger. People start to look in her direction. Do you say anything? Mary Lou, what the hell? Right, right. She looks around, shrinks back down to goblin size. And she goes, I, I, I always do it behind a, you went behind a tree. <laughs> That's smart. You're gonna get yourself in trouble. Listen, listen. Uh, and then she just switches. I'm not doing the goblin voice anymore. Oh, okay. You can't be switching up voices like that. <laughs> very you're gonna, okay, you're gonna blame me. And she's speaking like this, yeah. but in goblin form. <laughs> you're gonna blame me when you're showing up as like this, oh, like blonde hunk. Like, are you kidding? Have you, have you been making him more attractive? Yeah, he looks really good, doesn't he? Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks really good, he looks like so as good. all hell. Mary Lou, if you keep doing this, you know what will happen. She's like, you can't, you can't act like I'm the one being reckless when you're here, okay. just chatting up Look a tiefling. Look at the audience. Mm -hmm. Are you out of your mind? None of them knew. I thought I was just hot and handsome. They're looking at you thinking this is a goblin. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like, I'm not the best goblin, but but look, I got these goggles from like a real goblin. Oh, so I look kind of like a goblin with these on. That's right? not so gonna do it. You. Oh my god. You're embarrassing yourself. What are you doing here? You know what I. You know what I was doing here, and like. This is 100% like literally what I was doing here. And you're probably not even gonna believe me, which is actually really messed up if you didn't believe me. Oh, but I'm here for the same reason you are. Are you? I am, I am, and I can already tell that you're doubting me, which is again, I literally just said is messed up, uh, but I'm <laughs> here looking for our sister. Oh yeah. And, and don't you feel bad now? Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna be helpful. I already know some things. Just get out of the way. I wasn't Just... looking to be helpful to you. I'm not your assistant. Uh, <laughs> I am here 
and I'm gonna find our sister, actually. And you're I, gonna I, feel stupid. It's not a competition! And yeah, but if it was, I'd win. <laughs> but listen, I have a strategy that I'm going to do. And don't get in the way of it like you always do. Then you should do what you can here, yep. and I'll watch from a distance, and I won't get involved. You know what, Marilyn? That might have been the smartest thing you've ever said. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go walk behind a tree. And then who knows what's going to happen. And she starts to very dramatically like backpedal away like, oh, oh, oh. And as you are watching her backpedal away, before you even see her disappear behind a tree and whoever might emerge from behind that tree, suddenly the tent flap of the cleric's tent begins to move. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dog Breath, Christopher Dog Breath III, Inside the tent, just before you are about to emerge, you're having a little bit of an interaction. Uh, you have uh, had a young girl, no older than 10 years old, kind of dropped off in your tent, and she's laying across a sort of like healing cot, and she is afflicted at the moment with blindness. Her parents told you that she wandered into the woods and encountered a hag. The hag, through some sort of enchantment, had rendered her blind. This young girl is laying there with her eyes shut. You're trying to see what healing magics you maybe have at your disposal to help, but she's distracting you a little bit because she keeps talking and she keeps opening her eyes. She's definitely not able to see, but she goes, listen, I just, I just want to make sure. There's no chance I'm a werewolf, right? <laughs> because like, if I might be a werewolf, if there's even like a slightest chance, um, I do not cure that because I really think it would be really cool <laughs> if I could be a werewolf. Are you telling me there's like no chance? Cause like, I get I didn't get bit by a werewolf, but like, and she starts to get out of the cot now and she's trying to like no, no, find say, you please, in the room. Say, say, sit down. Your parents are very worried about <sighs> you. Yes, uh, assume the death pose, please. Uh, she <laughs> assumes the death pose and she goes, she lays down, puts her head back and goes, why, why do you call it the death pose? Oh, I mean the re relaxing pose. Uh, parents, you guys can step on in. My home is your home. That is what you are seeing, Tumpy, is as the cloak f uh, of the door, the flap of the, the tent kind of flaps open a little bit. <laughs> you see the priest dog breath ushering in the family. And they, they kind of like look inside nervously. Were, were, you, were you able to help her? No, she keeps talking. But um, <laughs> so there's nothing I can do. Uh, but yes, please just come in. There's nothing to worry about. I've seen this before. Um, go ahead, tell me about your werewolf and I'll go through my spell list. And see, hmm. Blindness, you say? As the family comes in, the mom is just like, oh, she was talking? Yeah, that's not a surprise. She didn't go mute. She definitely went blind. I can confirm that much. She's been talking the whole way here. She was asking about being a werewolf, wasn't she? I'm going to need a lot of power for this one. But Akun has trusted me with his power before, so there's nothing to worry about, family. She's not, unfortunately, not going to turn into a werewolf. But Th um, that's not, that's no problem. And you see the girl just like, what are you... You're not sure though, right? I'm um, death, uh, relaxation pose, relaxation. Really, pose. Please, just remember, like, look at my face. The relaxation pose. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. One day you could become a werewolf because you can do anything you really want to. And Don't cast, tell uh, her that. Oh, the I cast greater restoration at level five. Greater restoration wow. at level five <laughs> is a spell. Just, it's like, wow. Just, oh, light leaves your hands, dog breath. You see a glow cover this young girl, and then her eyes become unclouded. Whereas there had been a gray mark where her pupils should have been, suddenly that gray mark seems to just disappear, 
Her eyes are restored. She starts blinking, and she looks. Uh, you. Hi. You. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that's not what I thought. And her family immediately just starts embracing her, but she's looking over them at you, like, oh, ah. Uh, th- thank, thank you, sir. Of course. Just make sure you're careful in the woods, like. Everyone just wants to go about their own ways, and even a hag can have a bad day. I, uh, the family just kind of looks at you like, ooh, and she goes, I, listen, if somebody's going to offer me candy, I <laughs> You take it, because candy's amazing. I, I should take the candy, right? He said I should take and the family's just like, no, no, kind of looking at you. Uh, we, we are not going to let this happen again. She's not going to go wandering off. Do not worry. Thank you so much, Dog Breath. We will keep a closer eye upon her. Of course, no payment needed. Please, just blessings with the tune. That is so kind of you. We wish there was something we could offer, but we, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yes, your, of your, course. Your majesty, your honor, your your greatness. Um, no, no, please stop. It's an honor just to help. Thank you. We heard of what you did for the city so long ago. I know it's been 30 years, and well, we know that people have been confused why you seem to, to leave after that, but we just want you to know that we we are so grateful for not only what you did here today, but for everything you've done for the city of Riven. Oh, thank you. That feels so good. Uh, it wasn't just me. It was, there were a lot of other people who were also on the Huggers. So when you go out there, just remember, I was just a friend of the Huggers. They all, all three of the family members just kind of look at each other and their eyes are like... And the dad just kind of huggers, like he mouths the word. And they, the girl immediately like kind of turns back to you and says, do you know if I have a werewolf's tooth? Yes, do you yes. think? Uh, and immediately as you're going. saying yes, the family grabs her. The parents say, thank you so much again. We're going to get going now. Let's go. Let's go. And they start to Kylie. Let's go. They push her out the door. Blessings for a tune. Blessings blessings for a tune. Thank you so much. Please bring in the next afflicted if needs necessary. As soon as you say that, the crowd who, in the time you've been in there taking care of the daughter, um, it's doubled in size. Immediately, as you're saying, bring in the next. Uh, I wipe sweat off my forehead. The oh, crowd Jesus. starts calling out. How many out. fifth level spells do I have? Ah, Not you a have lot. already burned up one of your highest level spell slots. These people start shouting out what they need. Somebody is shouting, my, my family, uh, there's there's no food. There's no farms around here. And we, there's, there's people harvesting and hunting, but, but my family needs food and I heard and immediately the drunk guy cuts off that guy and goes ah we don't need food what we need there have been people disappearing people are going into weird comas the druids don't know anything about what's going on and then almost like she's a professional at this the woman with the book and the quill kind of without being too aggressive about it just kind of slides in and cuts him off and she says um uh, dog breath uh, do you have anything to say to the accusations that you have been outside of the city of ribbon's walls because you are practicing magic that would not be accepted by the faith of a tune these accusations do you have any any response to them oh to the accusations yeah i oftentimes take walks in the woods it's nothing too mysterious i've been doing it for 30 years my lady just simple walks that's that's what you're saying is you've you've been out for 30 years just walking in the woods and she's, she's already writing in her book. What are you writing in your book? Mm, just just <laughs> recording for posterity. The people of Ribbon deserve to know. Well, I can't really read too good. So, yeah, mostly just walking to, like, this place I hang out with and um, just practicing my spells, being a good 
student of a tune. Any locations in particular you care to talk about? No, nothing really comes to mind. Especially <laughs> the first episode. So. And is it true that you are? Uh, is it true that you are learning um, uh, kinds of magics that would not be accepted by the faith? Of course not. Only a tune would allow me to learn new magics. She makes that noise. Mm. Suddenly, in your mind, dog breath, you hear almost a chime go off. And you know this sensation is demarcating the beginning of ascending a spell that you are receiving right now. Excuse me, my lady. <laughs> she sees you just kind of put it sample to your forehead. No one else is hearing this voice. And you know that is how the sending spell works. It is directly to you. The voice is quite familiar. It is indeed the endless abbot, the individual whom you have been training with for the better part of the past 30 years. The abbot Lunestor, his voice echoes within your head, says to you, Christopher Dogbreath, have faith. A tune brought you here to bring peace. You have proven you are the chosen one. You are where you must be. There is an end to the message here, but you know with Ascending Spell, you have received several encouraging messages without too much important information. Every few days, Lunestor has been reaching out to you, giving you this just assurance, just as he did when you were training with him, that this is where you are supposed to be. You do have the option to speak back to him. You'll need to whisper to make sure other people don't hear you if you so choose. But if there's anything you want to say back to Lunestor, you certainly can. 25 words. 25 words Thank you, Master Lester. <laughs> I would like to talk to you later tonight. I'm currently doing spells and I'm in the location that you would like. Thanks. <laughs> you send the message off and then all you get back is another sending spell. All he says is, great, quieter next time. <laughs> Probably. I you love the name Master Lester. Kind of yeah. popping <laughs> their head in and your Lester. direction, looking at each other like, was that talking to you? They're trying to figure out who in the crowd is named Lunestor, but no one seems to suspect more than that. Awesome. I go back to my daily duties of trying to help the people. As you get ready to start helping the people, one other thing is happening that is suddenly you realize getting the crowd's attention and you realize it's happening behind you in the tent. You look over your shoulder and you see nothing at first. You look over your other shoulder and you see nothing and people start, start pointing like behind you, the, the other shoulder, other shoulder. And you realize that a sword has been floating behind you. And every time you look behind you, it zigzags over to your other shoulder. On the third time, you finally catch the Holy Avenger sword <laughs> hovering blade up behind you. And it kind of nods to the crowd and then flits back into the tent like it's backing away from you out of there. sight. Good to see you again, Holy Avenger sword. It just kind of wobbles in the air back and forth. And then it's like a cat kind of trying, it's obvious to get around you, but doesn't want to get too close to you. It's trying to get out of the tent through the flap that you're kind of between it and, and this exit. What do you do? Of course, uh, just 
please come back soon. I trust you with my life. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. You're going to reach out a little bit, and it just boo, flits away from your hands, floats out to the crowd, and just begins almost like suddenly, like it's putting on this elegant pose. It suddenly stops flying very quickly and slowly floats a good 10 feet above everyone's head. People, this is the Holy Avenger Sword. <gasps> he would love if you guys just were she, just glanced at his beauty. Everyone begins to, you literally hear, ooh, yeah. ah, yeah, from the crowd. The crowd like, wow. the, 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 you start a clap, <laughs> everyone starts joining in the clap. The Holy Avenger just keeps bowing to everyone, bow to you, bow to you, and it's just mi- really making a meal of this, and everyone keeps going nuts. It, you're getting a little upstaged right now, yes, dog fine. breath. Yes, I trust him with my life. He's my sword. The sword hovers in the air. You tell people that you trust it with your life, and the sword kind of nods to you and then floats a little bit further away from you, Dog Breath, and continues its procession around this crowd. <sighs> so, like, off and on with him. <laughs> As you are looking up at the Holy Avenger, that is the main reason why you notice so quickly, as does now the rest of the crowd. It seems like some storm clouds are very suddenly gathering in the sky above. And there is a sudden strike of thunder and lightning up in those clouds. A storm is forming out of literally nowhere. There had not been a cloud in the sky on this morning. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Who's doing this? Is it me? You look around, uh, go ahead and make a perception (laughs) check. Is it me is a very good question. You do not sense yourself doing this right now. 22. With a 22, you look around the crowd and you feel very sure of one thing. No one's casting this spell. And your first thought is to look for druids who generally have the ability to control weather and nature. If anything, you notice two druids come rushing out of one tent and they look up and they start to look at each other. They're almost like, should we do something about this? And they're reaching up trying to see if they have maybe the ability to start commanding. But if they're casting a spell, they're not doing anything yet. People of the gods of I disperse. This looks horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> I've seen a vision like this before. Please make a persuasion check on this crowd. You have advantage upon them because many of them are hanging on your every word. So please roll two times and take the higher number. <laughs> 24. With the 24, is that a critical hit or just no, a very no, no. good roll? 19. With the 24, they actually begin dispersing very, very quickly. And with the 22, you notice the one person who is not dispersing. First of all, you may be noticing a goblin woman who just slipped behind a tree, but she's gone at this point. (laughs) Then you do notice that one person, she, she just stays completely stock still, like she never heard you. But then you realize she's not staring at anything. She's just staring straight ahead and her eyes are beginning to roll back. It's the tiefling woman with dark blue skin and black horns. Her tail has gone limp behind her. And she's just staring straight ahead right now, dog breath. Everyone else starts, some people look back at her, like why isn't she running? But the rest of them are actually like starting to get to various tents. They're seeking shelter. The storm clouds continue to gather in the sky almost directly above this campsite. And then the earth beneath your feet begins to shake. Tumpy, you are feeling this. And at this point, Sigmund, you have emerged from out of the catacombs beneath the temple of the eye of the gods and you are seeing all of this happening in the sky. I look at the holy avenger who just made like the sweetest fucking entrance <laughs> ever and I'm like, it's time. 
<laughs> and then it kind of looks in the direction of this woman and then looks back at you and it just shakes its head. It shakes itself. No, like you can't want me to bonk this person. You bonk a person, please. <laughs> the Holy Avenger flies over and just bonks her on the head a little bit. Go ahead and roll a d20 just to see how effective that bonk was. Uh-oh. Uh, I got a five. You got a five. It goes to bonk her head and something strange happens. It's not building up a lot of momentum. If anything, you think like, oh, this bonk is not gonna do anything. She's barely gonna feel it through her hair. He's going so gentle. As he goes to bonk her on the head, her hair reaches up, wraps around the Holy Ooh. Avenger and shoves the sword backward. The sword is very strong, but it's so surprised by this, it gets kind of thrown back. And that's when you realize it's hair, but her hair is like, covered with sweat now. All of her hair has gone, almost like she's covered with rain, but no rain has started just yet. Her hair is drenched, you're realizing, and it is the most drenched part of her hair that is wound around the hilt of the sword to then shove it back. I darken my gauge. I take off my right. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yes! Yeah! <laughs> and I just telepathically tell the Avenger to stay close by. Stay close by. As you get ready for business, dog breath, she seems ready for business as well, because whatever is afflicting this tiefling woman, she suddenly, it seems like of no will or accord, still just her gaze rolled back, staring straight ahead. She raises up into the air, hovering, and tears are streaming down her face. And then you realize, no, not tears, her whole face is weeping what appears to be briny seawater. It's falling from her hands and cascading to the ground. And you realize that it's not just that she's hovering, tendrils of water are dripping down from her and hanging almost like icicles or like the tentacles of a jellyfish wobbling beneath her. She continues to rise up into the air and suddenly the water seems to, wherever it is coming from, it is coming from her skin, it is coming from her eyes and hands, and then oh, oh, it begins vomiting out of her <coughs> mouth. Oh, no. A tendril of the seawater wraps around her head. This woman should not be able to breathe right now. You do not tell whether she is suffocating or whether she is magically preserved, but it wraps around her head, cocooning her head in water. The cocoon then extends to cover her entire body in like a big egg of water, and the tendrils which have been hanging down, limp and wiggling beneath her, suddenly rise up into the air around her. Six massive tentacles of water begin lashing out, and since there's no crowd gathered around anymore, everyone's safe. The few people who are outside their tents, ah, just duck into tents. And as the tentacles kind of lash out almost like they're stretching, they then rear like serpents. And she begins floating towards you on a wave of water. And that is when suddenly an armored figure appears from out of the forest, riding hard on a gorgeous-looking warhorse. What color is the warhorse, just so I know? Oh, yeah, it's brown, just like me. Absolutely, like yes. <laughs> you see an armored figure in plate mail, a true knight riding a chestnut-brown warhorse, galloping full speed towards you and this mighty elemental creature that has cocooned this woman. Chadrick, what do you do? Hey, Mr. Dogbreath. You're gonna fucking die! <laughs> <laughs> Mother Goose just sent me to protect you. She had a vision that you might be in trouble, 
And it looks like she was right. And then I'll jump off the horse and land in front of him with my shield between the water elemental and Mr. Dog Breath. Boom, you are standing right between the two of them with the momentum of the horse, you're able to land no problem. And the water elemental creature seems to stop, hesitates, and then all of its tentacles are attempting to strike at you. Two of them are able to strike right now before you're able to do anything, but the highest roll was a 14. What's your armor class, Chadwick? No, that's a good try, ma'am, but not quite. Two tentacles have struck. The other four are getting ready to strike. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to pick up Mr. Dogbreath, if that's okay with you, sir. Don't fucking touch me! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I put him on my horse and I hop on and I start to ride away. As you are riding away, you see for a while this creature begin coasting towards you, but your horse is much faster than this elemental. And then it stops and begins to turn and some people poking their head out of tents begin screaming and shutting the tent flaps. It begins moving towards the nearest tent. And there are some people who are screaming and like trying to get further into that tent. You can see Chadrick. All right, then I'll turn to Mr. Dograth. I'll say, uh, sir, with your permission, could I save those people? Yes, where, where, where are we going? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I, turn, I turn around, I go, thank you, sir. And I start riding back. And as we get off, I'll jump off and try to save those people however I can. You can see it's getting closer and closer to the tent flap. Oh, I know what I'll do. I want to jump and tackle it because I'm not scared of water. Please, Chadrick, make an athletics check to tackle this thing. Sure. I'll be rolling Just the opposed at <laughs> I, I leap <laughs> off. I leap off my moving horse and I get a synthetic 20. A synthetic 20. All right. Dirty 20. <gasps> This creature only got a seven, oh, and no. it is completely blindsided Whoa. by you. You are tackling it, and even though you're kind of just splashing into a bunch of water, at the same time, the tentacles that are closest to you, the three that are on your side, are trying to reach towards the tent flap, and you're able to wrestle them. It seems like the outer surface tension of this creature is something that you can actually wrap your arms around, and you're kind of pinning all three of these tentacles to its side. It nice. seems like inside this cocoon, the tiefling woman's head turns to look at you, eyes still rolled back, and the three free tentacles begin to strike at you. They are each gonna make one attack against you. The first one is an 18. Does that no. hit you, Chadrick? The second one is going to be only a 16. Bounces off your armor. The last one is going to be a dirty 20. Does still no. Still no! Oh. Absolutely! As I was just dodging, I go, man, please, I don't want to hurt you. If we could just talk <laughs> it out, really, it's chill. I see these doctors like, holy shit, he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, go ahead and allow an attempt at a persuasion check just to see whether you're having any success talking to this woman. 14. With a 14. She does not seem to be responding at yeah, all. The sense. elemental that she is cocooned in is certainly still fighting. In fact, it starts to congeal one side of its body to try to spit you out like a geyser. Please make another athletics check if you would like to hold oh, on yeah, to I this do. creature. I would like. You uh -oh. need to beat an 18. I did not. <gasps> I did not. It kind of forms oh, a geyser with its body on the side that you're on and then just <laughs> spits you out like a fire hose just shooting off in one direction God. and you kind of go skipping along the ground. As I fly off, I say, I'm sorry, Mr. Dogbreath, I'll be back. You are still, I will warn you, the closest thing to this water elemental now. Right. And with the tiefling woman still uh, hovering inside, it begins to bear down upon you. Dog breath, you're seeing this action, 
Tumpy, you're seeing this action mm. as well. And Sigmund, you can just barely from where you are see what is going on. I don't think we need to roll into initiative for this, but would one of you like to do something if you're feeling particularly like this is urgent? I want to see what you got. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I mean, I know what I would do. Yeah, okay, I go I for do. it. Yeah, I, I come outside of the tent looking so burly. Oh, <laughs> you're back in burly time. <laughs> I hit her with the most tremendous, excuse me, excuse me. You know who it is. And frankly, I think we're expecting a wink. That's what I'd say. <laughs> so maybe cool it with the water, probably, I'd say. Okay, we don't know this guy. He might not be a good guy, but frankly, cool it with the water, right? Excuse me. Tumpy, <laughs> I'm going to allow you to make a persuasion check. We'll see. And you, for your previous critical hit, have advantage on this. Oh, wow. So go ahead and roll two times on persuasion. Yeah, 17 total. 17 is a good roll, mm. but I'm sorry to say she's not responding at all. Mm. However, since you are talking, you see the attention of the water elemental split between Chadrick and you now, Tumpy. Well, shit, that's not what we wanted at all. That's not what we wanted at all. I don't like this one bit. I turn around quickly and Absolutely. start booking it so fast. You wouldn't believe it. Probably faster than you've ever seen. It's moving towards you, but it would have to get past Chadrick to get to you. Just, I'm just running. Absolutely. You I'm just, just start running. running. I'm running. Love it. Yep. Uh, because you can use your <laughs> I'm, move I'm out of there. and your bonus action to run. We're yep. just seeing you like in the woods at this point. Cool, just like, great. bye. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, but I get sucks for Love it. Yeah, it's just super terrible, frankly. <laughs> Beautiful move. 100%. Meanwhile, Sigmund and or Dog Breath, what would the two of you like to do? If you're not ready, I'll run in as close as I can get. Can I reach this thing from, am I 30 feet away? If you run full speed, you can get within 30 feet of this thing just barely. Great. So I, this thing kind of reminds me of Carl a little bit, which is kind of very some. So the I don't... resemblance is uncanny. Oh no, not another. Carl, please help me. And I say, Friedrich, it's time. And the vines in my arms start to extend past Friedrich and I lash out with a sword vip. Absolutely. For uh, of one. <laughs> oh, no. oh, this is fun because as you shoot your thorn whip, ah, Friedrich. It's like it hits this thing dead on and then just gets sucked into the body of the water elemental dealing no damage. And then you find you cannot break the tendril in time Yoink, you are pulled right up to this water elemental. And I'm gonna see how strong it is being. It is strong enough that you just smack, you belly flop Ugh. onto this water elemental and start getting sucked in. Two tendrils lash out at you. The lower of the rolls is a 13. Does that hit you by any chance? I, I just, I, I take Friedrich and I try to pull this hand back. No, Friedrich. Absolutely. You you pull your hand back successfully. I'm just trying you to save Friedrich. And because you saved Friedrich the second attack, you're turning just as it is coming right towards your face with a 26. Yeah, that, that's gonna do it. <laughs> it just wallops you right in the face. Gonna be a total of nine points of damage and it kind of smacked across your scalp. You can tell it could have been a lot worse if it had been dead in your face. Nine points of damage coming your way. All right, so if it pulls me inside of it, I'm going to try to just extend this arm as far away as I can if I get sucked in. Right now, it is holding on to you with a dirty 20. If you want to make an athletics check to try to pull yourself free, I would say you can still do that. It's not enough, Friedrich. <laughs> no, no, you're getting sucked in slowly, but Friedrich's outside. Your seed, the ever seed that you're keeping in your grip is not quite pulled in, but the other half of your body is getting pulled in further. <laughs> Dog breath, what would you like to do? 
Mm. <laughs> mm. Then I cast a spell magic. Oh, it is spell magic. Dog breath, your most powerful spell from our previous campaign. Yes, it worked before. Saved the city. Absolutely. You hear in your mind the voice of Lunestor say, Yes, just like I taught you. And he has taught you some tricks when it comes to dispel magic to augment it even further. Yes, he has. You guys didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask, what level of dispel magic are you wishing to cast right now? I I cast it at level four. Level four, okay. Oh, natural one! No! You taught me nothing! (laughs) (laughs) I've learned nothing or said, not like that. No, 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 I didn't teach you that, come on. (laughs) And you try to silence this spell, whatever magical effect you are trying to banish from this tiefling woman, and at first it starts to recede the tentacles, and then almost like this elemental energy pouring out of this woman is getting angry in response to what you are trying to do. The tentacles burst out even stronger. There's more of them. 10 mighty tentacles are emerging from this creature. It's frenzying, lashing (laughs) out, smashing the the grass. (laughs) Two tentacles are reaching towards the tent. Two more, three are reaching towards Chadwick. uh, Chadwick. And we have even more trying to like follow where Tumpy is going, Mm. even though he's way too far away. Um, Sigmund, (laughs) you have a good four of those tentacles just wrapping around you, pulling you deeper. Now, not only are you halfway into this water elemental, you are also like getting just covered up. It's only your arm now. Your bubbles are are emerging into the water elemental. Mm. But I'm sorry to say that right now, the dispel has had apparently the opposite effect. It's only made this effect worse. This is something otherworldly. Chadrick, that's gonna bring us back to you. What would you like to do here? All right, yeah, so I see this little druid fella getting pulled in. So I'm gonna run up with one of my attack actions. I wanna grab him and rip him free. Absolutely. Please, with one of your uh, one of your uh, attacks, make an athletics check to try to pull him free. Cool, I got a natural one. So. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. And he, and he had advantage on this. Hey, yo. Is that good? <laughs> uh, right now, as you try to pull him free from his protruding arm, some of the tentacles that have been wrapped around him continue to pull him in further. You're losing ground, not gaining ground. And then you realize there were even more tentacles than maybe you thought. You didn't see all 10 of them, and two of them come crushing down to grab you and begin pulling you into the mix as well. They're also gonna get two free attacks against you as they do that. Um, It's gonna be a miss and a miss. They don't deal damage to you, but you are getting pulled in now. Like the tendrils wrap around your arm and now you can't even pull yourself free right now. Um, but well, technically you have another attack if you want to yeah, do something yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna try to free this little fella again because I don't mind to swim. All right, I got a 16. The water elemental got a 15. Yeah. You are able to pull yourself and Sigmund free oh, wow. of the water elemental. Fog. You are popping <laughs> him out, and you kind of fall backward almost onto the ground. Foss is Doss. And then with my movement, I'll step between him and the water elemental. I'll say, you should probably get out of here. Are you okay, Sanctus, sir? Uh, you, you are free. You are giving this advice it, yeah. to Sigmund, absolutely. I understand. Tumpy, I'm just gonna go back to you then <laughs> for a second. Yeah, you should get out of here. You're, you're, you're guarding. In fact, I'll just say right now, so we're out of initiative, two more attacks are gonna come your way. But with your shield out, boom, boom, you easily deflect a pair of 13s coming your way. No problemo. 
boom, pew, boom. pew, pew. Tumpy, as you ran into the woods mm. and are kind of like able to like look out from behind a tree or yep. some bushes, would you maybe take a tree for, for cover? Yeah. Absolutely, you're hiding behind a tree. <laughs> and suddenly you, you notice someone is right behind you. It's the tiefling woman. She looks even more beautiful with her black horns. And then with your sister, Mary Lou Tump's voice, she says, you're kind of a coward, aren't you? Kind of, kind of a pussy move. I'm just like, kind of- Mary Lou, this, don't make it weird. So like, you're just gonna hang out here behind a tree? Oh I mean, I'm hanging out behind a tree, but like- Don't get, let me just think for a second here. Oh wait, I'm uh, never mind. I'm actually. <laughs> You're currently in in tumpy uh, human yeah, yeah. form, but I imagine there's a lot yeah. to keep track of. I'm, right I'm now. confused, and there's so many things to be confused about. Probably, <laughs> but you see what's going on. I don't like what you. She done. rolls just, her eyes at this crazy. transition. This is your fault. What you've done. <laughs> <laughs> totally your fault. She said, "I I offered to help. Uh, kind you, of. I almost. You did. wouldn't have done anything. Let me think for a second. I go into my head. This is like a self monologue." And I could have done a lot, and I didn't do a lot, but I could do a lot, and I probably <laughs> will still do a lot. I look past the tree, and I could probably do more, and I look at this guy. He seemed friendly, in some cases very friendly, people like me. <laughs> so I say, Mary Lou, watch and learn. <laughs> I step out from beyond the tree. She peeks her head out. A bit, <laughs> and I just wink over and over from a distance, <laughs> and she can see it so strongly. And there's such good winks, probably the best winks they've ever seen. Wink, <laughs> wink. She, she goes, wow, wow, good winking, Shh. great winking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the I'm, best. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Tumby, we're seeing like with that vinyl wink, you're like strange. Yeah. You're like, come on, yeah, come on. Come on. We're I like zooming in on your eye. Come on. <laughs> come on. I know what I'm doing so well. Tumpy, you still have advantage. I will give you another persuasion. Oh, no, let's advantage. go. Uh, persuasion. One. We've got, I mean, I got 15. A 15. It seems like the water elemental once again turns some tendrils in your direction. It rotates its blob of a body but does not back off. This was a stupid plan, and frankly, I thought too long about it. Sometimes you have to go with your gut. Mary Lou, don't you say anything. Don't say a word. I, I didn't say anything. I can smell the I, distaste. I don't like that one. <laughs> didn't like that at all. So sad. Well, we're back behind the tree, frankly. <laughs> Sigmund, that'll bring us to you next. What would you like to do? Well, thank you, sir, so much. Are you okay? I'm just checking on his little flower. He seems okay. Absolutely. And I hold him to my chest. Close my eyes, and then vines grow out of Friedrich, encapsulating my body. And from behind the sky right here, a giant, walking, shambling mound of plants emerges 30 feet tall. Oh, God, it's happening to someone else. <laughs> my and in your mind, you hear... Step aside, good friends. I multi-attack against the fucking water elemental. Absolutely, you have changed into this mighty plant form. Fuck! We can have morph into that form, and you are lashing out with attacks against this water elemental. All right, so the, the bad one is a 12. I am sorry to say that a 12 against the water elemental is smashing into it, but just splashing against its form. And the good one is a 16. A 16 is just barely a hit yeah! successfully against the water elemental. Well done. So that's 14 of bludgeoning. 14 bludgeoning damage immediately of the tentacles that is protruding knocks off two of them with a single slap 
of your tentacles. Three tentacles are now gonna be lashing out against you. Luckily, a one is a 10, that misses you. I'm sorry to say the other ones are a 19 okay. and a 22. So your shambling mound form is gonna be taking 25 points of shambling mound damage. <laughs> Dog breath, what would you like to do right now? I'll cast um, Toll of the Dead and see how wise this guy is? Like a little like, you know, throw out before I do the big spells. <laughs> yeah, pull the dead. His defenses, absolutely. It is gonna roll a saving throw that only is a five total. Okay, and so, so I you are that. full damage because this thing is already injured. Oh, double 12. Double 12! Plus five, oh. better than a critical hit, honestly. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I knew it. And you just see tentacles begin to wither up like they are desiccating and drying before your very eyes. And you see with, what was that, 29 Nine. damage? And all with 29 damage, a total of four of its tentacles just seem to wither up back into its body. And of the 10 that it had emerged, only about like four are left at this point. Well done. It's not like done yet. The is getting smaller and smaller. I cast spirit to weapon level two. Absolutely. Can I do that as a bonus action? Uh, yes, you can, because you cast a cantrip. You can do that as a bonus action. What does your spiritual weapon look like? The tune hammer comes slamming down. Oh! Boom! <laughs> a golden hammer of a tune. Oh, the holy Avenger who has been kind of watching this scene nervously from a distance goes like, oh, and like turns very dramatically when it sees the hammer arrive. And you get to make an attack against this elemental. 12 to hit. I am sorry to say that it splashes into this elemental, but does not seem to make more than a ripple in the surface of this creature. Uh, and it seems like it is resisting this attack or any damage associated with it. But well done turn there, Dog Breath. That is gonna bring us to, Ch and you are keeping your distance. You can keeping do all that distance. from a distance. We can do this as a team. You guys look strong. Chadrick, you've got about four tentacle attacks coming your way, depending on what you do on your turn here at the end of your turn. So what would you like to do? Yeah, so I'm gonna use Black Radiant Magic on my sword Ooh. and I'm gonna Wrathful Smite. And I'll say, sorry, ma'am, you gotta get out of here. And I swing a 27 to hit. 27 is such a solid hit yeah. against this elemental. You drive your burning sword into it. Yeah, so that's gonna do some damage, but she, she has to do a 16, a wisdom saving throw. 16. The elemental got a total of a 13. Yeah, she's out of here. So I'll roll some damage, but yeah, she's Full gotta damage. run. <laughs> she got, she got <laughs> she can't she beer, got she can't beer no more. Dude, who do you know here? You said there was a wrathful smite, is that right? Yeah. Nobody. Absolutely. That's uh, uh, 10 damage and she is terrified. 10 damage and she is terrified. Yeah, so now, she's got to run. You are noticing oh, this elemental. It's afraid. This thing is <laughs> in fact afraid. It is not immune to the frightened condition. It is sentient enough to be afraid. And you said 10 points of damage, is that right? Yeah, that's right. You have cleaved through two of its tendrils, leaving only two arms on this thing left. But you can still make a second attack, I believe, with this, uh, your, your attack action. Uh, all right, can I? Yeah, all right, I'll attack. Absolutely, two and tentacles left. I definitely missed. Okay. <laughs> oh, unfortunately with yep. that miss, as you lash out with your sword, then in that case, it catches your arm at the wrist and then begins to get ready to wallop you twice with its free right. tentacle. It is only a mere 24. Oh, Does that, that hit your armor yeah. class? Mm -hmm. Nervously, it just hesitates, hesitates, and then smacks you right in the face with a tendril attack that deals a total of 
15 points of damage, oh. I'm sorry to say. Boom, right nice one. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love Critical Role and movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. But technically, I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussai Star no. I pull up the, the today's, like, installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at Dicebreaker.com. That hurt. But that would bring us to Tumpy next. Tumpy, what would you like to do? Looks like this thing's almost down. Well, I certainly feel quite safe from this grave distance, and I think that's working quite well. <laughs> but I also see that some people are struggling, and in some cases I can do a lot of great things. So I look over and I see... What I see, which is Dogbreath and some other people who I don't know so well, but maybe I'll save them because I can do a lot of great things. And I <laughs> turn over to Mary Lou. I say, Mary Lou Dumpy. Don't. Watch and learn for a second time because this time's <laughs> going to do better. Because frankly, You're not going to wink time, this time? The wink wasn't a good idea, but we won't yeah. look at that ever again. Watch because I've got something strong. <gasps> You pull from off of your back what would have looked just like an ordinary oar of a rowboat, and maybe like a, not even a full rowboat, <laughs> like a small paddle boat one might find in the sewers of Riven. Right. But we're noticing that it's a little like bladed along the edges, strong. and it's particularly like strong, slapping surface. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. It turns towards you. Who wants to get so slapped you're going to say, ow, that hurt my face, if you had one, but you don't have one, you're identical thing, but we're going to slap you so strongly. Um, so I want to slap it. You have just enough with your bonus and your move movement to charge into melee with this water uh, elemental and just give it the biggest uh, slap with an oar, which is kind of the perfect weapon against a water elemental. So oh go my for it. God. You get advantage because you were hidden on Doesn't your last matter. turn. I got an at one. Absolutely. Well, Mary Lou, look and watch and see. <laughs> I sprint up. Leap in the air with the might of a thousand suns. Smack. Sorry. <laughs> now, Excuse me. I want to know exactly how much damage you are getting because you are going to be hitting with your full ore, all of the sneak attack. And guess what? Every one of those dice is going to get doubled. Mm. Then you add the modifier. Wow. So let's see how much damage you are dealing. You need about 20. I so got, I 25. Mean, I, I got 54. <laughs> you got twice <laughs> yeah. what you needed. Now here's the thing. Oh, you execute. Please describe how are you attacking? Was this an attack with the or like a slice? No, it was a hard a, slap. A We're talking slap. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You just <laughs> smash the water first. The water begins splashing everywhere. Immediately the tentacles are just collapsing like rain down to the ground, but with the momentum of the slap, it's so much extra force than you really needed. <laughs> it just wallops this tiefling woman right in the face, <laughs> knocking her completely unconscious that to the ground. That is not 
what I wanted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you hear, oh, from Mary Lou Trump, and a lot of people in the tents are just like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I hate to see it, says one dwarf. Still a little too strong. A little too strong. That's okay. And, and in this it's, most it's okay. unceremonious way, she just flopped like a fish to the ground in this rapidly dispersing puddle that is falling away into the grass, kind of cascading and dissolving. And it seems like all is quiet. I look over her. You okay? <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I'll run up when I see this. I'll run up to her. I'm like, wow, you're really handsome. And then I'm going to heal her for one hit point. I'm going to say, it's okay, lady. It's not your fault. Absolutely. That is just in time that she doesn't need to make any death saving throws. You heal her for one point of damage. She gasps slightly. Her eyes open and they don't seem to look anywhere. She's awake. She's alive but she's non-responsive. And Sigmund, this is all too familiar to you. I think uh -huh. you sent her into a coma. It's not good, probably, but uh, that was a pretty good slap, wasn't it? You look at that <laughs> slap, that was quite frankly fantastic, wasn't it? And I looked so handsome when I did it. Um, Are you right next to me? I've... <laughs> this guy's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm a person. <laughs> when... Uh, when you have a moment, I'd like to speak to you. <laughs> no, I have enough. This, I know this was I'm floating up. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm just holding this. This guy's unbelievable. This was a whole scene, and frankly, uh, I'm just trying to talk to you. If I want to be completely honest, but we'll talk later. That's okay. Maybe we'll talk if you can speak to me. But you don't want uh, to fucking talk to this girl at all? Just destroyed her. <laughs> and I'm this. It's, it's something that. Well, I've got other priorities, frankly. So that's okay. That's my turn. Right, I've run up, up to this woman. Yeah. I look into her eyes, and it reminds me of. Sadly, of, of my brother, Carl. I say, oh gosh, no, 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 no. And I see Dogbreath right today. I say, you have to know how to fix this. Mr. Dogbreath, the great Dogbreath, please. You, you have to know how to fix this. Do, do something. I am floating up from being thrown off a horse. Um, I just lift up the body. I bring, my, bring myself closer there. And uh, I survey the scene. I think, incredibly brave back there, sir. Oh, thank you, sir. And out of nowhere, you leapt like an assassin from the skies. <laughs> Thank you. And slap Thank this woman. <laughs> as, you, as you say slap this woman, her face is starting to swell up and her face winks at you, Toppy. I'm going to uh, survey just a quick perception or whatever I need to do. Uh, just want to basically know. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to cast Greater Restoration on this character, burning my last fifth spell slot. Whoa. Like, just want you guys to know I'm pretty spent out after this. So. And I and I, I, cough, I say, yeah, you can do this, dog, but I believe in you and I give him guidance as well. And I, I get a little jealous. I say, I, I believe in you too, Dogbreath. I, 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 I believed in you first. Dogbreath, you cast Greater Restoration, a spell that, to your knowledge, removes any negative statuses or conditions upon any person, regardless of what it is typically. At fifth greater, level. Great, at fifth level, Greater Restoration typically cures all status effects. It has no effect. The woman remains in a coma. You slapped the shit out of this woman. <laughs> the f by a tuned hammer. I got I got extremely excited. And in some cases, I get like that. That's probably what goes on. But was really lingering on this for a long time. My good sir, it was, I'm, it, it was not you. I, you did slap the shit out of this person. You <laughs> slapped it pretty hard. It's true. I've, I'm sorry to say that I've, I've seen this sort of affliction before. And I thought that maybe you could do it. But my brother... He's been like this for years. 
His is fire. You are now noticing as you give this a little attention that what you had mistaken for maybe a tear streaking down her very, very slapped face, um, she's continuing to secrete just a little trickle of seawater down her eyes. Mm. And your brother only had a little bit of fire at Oof. first. I say it just kept getting worse. This only gets worse. It's soon she'll be spewing water out of every orifice. I'm sorry to say that we have locations where these people can, can go. Um, come with me and I'll quickly before, before it deteriorates and I'll try to take them into the inner sanctum and see if there's another room where she could go. Yeah, as we're walking there, I'm going to turn to Mr. Dobberth and say, hey, Mr. Dobberth, who is this guy? Looks by his case to be a druid. They're trustworthy people, which oh, is... All right, nice. You can trust probably a druid in most cases. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. People of the forest are trust is what I'm trying to say. So yes, if you if you trust me, I would trust him as well. But if he does anything, then kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's easy enough. <clears throat> druid! I've, uh, Mrs. Your Lawrence. Name? I, yeah, so Sorry, my... I, I, I'm Sigmund. 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 That's it. Sigmund, <laughs> that's a beautiful name. What you did back there is incredible. You too, Chadwick. Are you going to follow us? <laughs> Why are you follow? You're coming? I'll just join. I yeah. <laughs> you saw the slap. I'm very valuable. That was, I'm just a, like, that was a pretty righteous slap. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. You, what is it, you say Thank you know you. something about this affliction? Uh, it's it's my brother. Uh, he, a few years ago, he fell into the same state. At first, it was small with little flickers in his eyes of fire. But now today, it's it's gotten so bad as why I came to see you, Dark Breath. I thought that maybe you would know something. And... It just seems to have gotten worse. We should take him to wherever you were taking us, which is somewhere special, it sounds like. Yes, I come to the inner sanctum. We, we have, my mother and fathers are great. Uh, I'll take good care of you. Mother always knows what to do in these sorts of situations. And I'll take you. Uh, sorry, I, I did not. Sigmund, and I say hello, sir. Oh, hey. Chadwick, nice to meet you. Great to see you. Sigmund. Hello, nice to meet you. Great to, great to meet you as well. I haven't understood a word you've said. <laughs> that's okay. That's totally okay. Partially kidding, I understand some things. I understand a lot of things, but that's what's going on. <laughs> uh, that was a, 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 cr a crazy, amazing. Um, you were so brave back then. The slap? There. It's just for you to come out of nowhere and being uninvolved was so impressive. Well, I'm glad you liked it. And uh, when you compliment me like that, I think I like you as well. That's probably what's going on with my brain and some other things. But <laughs> you're doing so great. <laughs> and it's nice to meet all of you. And what was your name? Uh, I'm, I'm Jarek, mister. Uh, what's your name? You seem like a fun character. We're going to see a lot about that later, probably. <laughs> going to that. That's a good we'll thing. We'll learn more about We're that. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to learn a lot about this guy, probably. My name is Tempe. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, Mr. Strong, Tempe. Strongly to meet you. And you, sir. I got a lot of cues for you, I'll tell you what. But your name is Doug Breath, is that right? Doug Breath III, yes, yes. Nice to meet you. And I go over to give him a hug. Mm -hmm. You feel the burly chest? So <laughs> burly. It's the first time I've looked in his eyes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're incredibly handsome. Okay. Thank you. And I just whisper on my breath, it's what matters on the inside. You know? <laughs> and then I back up and say, of course. Yes. How can I help? Is there any wounds I can help you with? No, it's not a wound. Perhaps it's a wound of my heart in some cases, or the wound of my family, but we look at that so strongly. Well, my family has had a great problem. 
And I don't know if you guys need to be here for this, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> You're just going to tell me while we're walking, holding yeah. a body? Just, yeah, yeah. And walking, carrying a body? Yeah. Well, I see. I don't think, Mr. Chadwick, you're not, it seems like they need some, a moment. Why don't you come with me if I find a great No, I don't care. Project. It's okay. I just, I just, I just, I just that's okay. That's totally fine. Yeah, also, it's my first day on the job, so I can't really like leave <laughs> who I'm bodyguarding, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> Doug Breath, my sister is missing. And I think, well, I can't explain too much, but I can say we don't know where she is. And I think you might might know strongly. I haven't been in a brothel in 30 years. (laughs) That's good. That's very good. That's a good joke. I would like that if it weren't so serious. But but you look at what's going on. It's been almost a year, long time. Do you know anything? You're so powerful. I think you know. I search my brain. Uh, Tumpy? Does that ring a bell? Tumpy, you can make a history check to see if you know anything about this family or... 23 history Okay, check. with the 23, you have actually heard the name Tumpy as being somebody from the city of Riven who is known for being an important person in the undercity. The criminal elements of the city know him well. And and you also know this, you haven't heard anything about any missing family members of Tumpy's, but you do know that this is not the only disappearance that people are worrying about in the city, especially. Uh, People have been disappearing for the better part of the last five years, but you know that Those disappearances can't all be because of people just kind of going off radar. Some people have been vanishing without a trace. And it sounds like that's what's happening here. Tumpy, your name precedes you. I I don't pass many judgments, but could it be anything in your line of business? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know my line of business quite well. I, I don't think it's that. I've done a lot of good work, and I think probably it's not that probably. Uh, so I rack my brain. Tumpy, he's saying it's not part of his criminal enterprise, and I don't pass judgments on people. So <laughs> I can maybe help you, but wounds are the hard part are the hardest to heal. Well, no, that was more a figure of speech. I don't feel that bad. Probably it's just some other people. I'm doing it's more of a favor to me, but uh, they would be really good. And there's another reason she might be missing, but I don't I don't know these guys. I know. I mean, you'd think I probably. We'll talk later, maybe or something. We can talk later, yes. Um, We're walking towards the Temple of the Eye of the Gods. Specifically, we are heading for the entrance to the dungeons, the crypts beneath the temple, where, including your brother, they are keeping all of the people who have lapsed into this comatose state. I'll say, uh, Chadrick, you could could just rest right here. We we care for them here. They don't need, they don't seem to need any food or water in this state. We just need to make sure they don't hurt one another, so right over there is great. Okay. I'll just do what he says. And you kind of, you go in through the portcullis. Once again, it's your family there waiting, lifting up the portcullis and your father, oh, it's, no, it's another one. This, I, I can't, what's, what are we going to do? This is, and your mother just shakes her head, takes the body from you. We will put her with the others. Let's, Let's go. And she helps you carry this tiefling woman into the side chamber where as you open up the door, it's an even sadder vision than when we saw your brother. There are just almost a dozen people in here in various states of coma. Most of them, to be fair, are not showing anything other than sitting or laying down in comatose states, but the occasional person is one of them 
just weeping tears constantly. Some of the people, two of them in fact, have turned to stone and one of them has crystals protruding from out of his body. And one person has something that's harder to pin down, just small tendrils have grown out of their face. As you are setting the tiefling woman down in the midst of these individuals, you are seeing that this is a problem that is only growing. What is this place? I, I know how it looks, but- uh, Not good. Uh, no, that's no, it's a, it's a horrible bum skin. <laughs> We are, we are doing our best. These, these people have been falling into these fugues. It started with my brother, and just because it happened here first does not mean we know how to treat it. That's why I tried looking for you, but we kind of just let them sit. Sigmund, Mommy, Sigmund, Daddy, may, may I come in? So, certainly. Uh, you, Dog Breath, we have been waiting for you for some time. Um, this, If there is anything you can do, we were planning on inviting you in here at some point. Please, if you can do anything here, we would invite you to, to try. Thank you. I, I do my best to follow the rules of the people, but the powers are beyond me. So if there's anything you know, I do have this super sweet uh, <laughs> cross that was imbued to me by the most powerful cleric in this city. The staff of healing. Uh, we have heard that you still wield it and that in fact, in fact the new acting uh, archpriest, uh, Muzz Augusta, was uh, somewhat perturbed about the loss of this status icon, but uh, as the hero of the city, uh, we would have to agree that it is probably best in your hands. We are, we are certainly grateful that you have it at the moment. Do you think there is something honored, in its power? Heroes of the city, one of the heroes. Please, show me the least afflicted. <laughs> the, the least afflicted would, would be this uh, young man here. Um, he uh, seems to have displayed no of the other stranger signs. There are several people here who have not manifested anything other than um, a mere um, lack of consciousness. Uh, we assume that this is a, a lesser form of, of something. Perhaps there is something you can do for, for this young man. He is a recent affliction in the past six months, we believe. Thank you. Uh, just just a moment, please. And I'd like to navigate somewhere a little bit quieter. Um, and then I will cast Ascending Spell to Maester Luna, Lone Star. Absolute. Um, uh, Master Lunestor will receive this <laughs> Sending Spell from you. What are you telling him? So I'm in this crypt. These people have an affliction of the elemental kind. Any knowledge that you could pass to me would be superb. It's coming out real nice. <laughs> and then I also would say a prayer after sending it. He waits a moment, and then you hear his response. Dog breath, I do not know why this chaos afflicts our world, but these people and the strange weather afflicting these lands, it must all be connected. And I look around, they see, I see uh, my outburst. Yeah, if I see you struggling, I'll walk up and say, hey, Mr. Dogreth, I can try to help if you want. I'm not quite a cleric, but I have some things I could do through the power of a tune. Sure, yeah, of course. All right, and then I'll drop down and I'll say a prayer and I'll try to use my divine sense to see if I can understand what's happening to these people and how we maybe can help. As you look around the room, you are seeing that every one of these people who falls under your divine sense is registering 
as both human, which doesn't really light up as anything, but also as something else entirely. And you know that most of these people are lighting up as being elementals to you. One person is not. The guy growing tentacles out of his face. <laughs> He's registering as something else entirely. Please make a religion or arcana check. Not bad, 19. With a 19, you know that what he is registering as is an aberration. You don't know more than that. And I will ask, since you are giving this all information to Dog Breath, he is also lighting up as not only a dwarf and not only a very high-level cleric, which would register to your divine senses. All that is true. But there's more to Dog Breath as well. Please roll a separate religion or arcana check on Dog Breath. Uh, 18, still good. He's more ambiguous. You think you sense something extra planner about him, but you cannot tell more than that exactly. It is more concealed than the more obvious auras coming off of these comatose individuals. Okay, so I relay everything, and then I say, oh, Mr. Dogworth, did you get attacked by the elementals? Something's radiating off you, my divine sense. I feel like you have an affliction like these people, but it's light. Did, did it get you? I, I'm so sorry. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm afflicted by a tuned piece. <laughs> and oh. It happened long ago. And I've been a good cleric since then. I don't trust this guy just yet. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, my passive insight is a nine. So I just go, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, tunes piece. <laughs> that, makes, that makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, so lucky of you. You're doing great, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're great. So yeah. what, what do you see? You see this one has aberration magic? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to overstep, but it's dangerous. I, it may be best to put that one down. The aberrants are. <laughs> <laughs> That's, put the sword down. Right just don't yeah, fuck yeah. Do not hurt anyone. Everyone no, is no. under my protection here. Okay, yeah. Um, Chadwick? Chadwick, put the sword down. Put the sword back the sanctum. down. You can keep it ready, though. Yeah, I'm just letting you know that it's very dangerous. Everyone else is an elemental. They're cool. But that one. Which one? Point to him. The one with the tentacles coming out of his face like an aberrant. <laughs> They're flesh colored, but he has definitely got tentacles emerging from his face that just drift slightly around. Yeah, when you when you saved the city, when you when you saved all of us, it was for magic like that. And uh I don't it's not worth the risk of it happening again. I was just a pawn in the game. I whisper under my breath. I'm gonna stand in between if I can. I'm I'm gonna step in between and say Chadvik, take it easy. Yeah yeah. I would never hurt anyone that was a person. That's just an aberrant, so Chadwick's you know, they don't he, count. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Chadwick's that is a person. He's different than you and I, and he's having some struggle right now. Okay. What if we just cut the tentacles off his face? I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at your breath excitedly for permission. It's pretty smoke. I don't think this is the place. This is a place of peace. And we need to keep everybody. I imagine we've tried this up before. <laughs> Your family hasn't been stoked about that idea. They tried clipping it, it grew right, right back. It's not as effective as hope, Chadwick. Okay. But well, not a bad idea. I like where your head's at. I, I, <laughs> I live to serve the God of peace. So uh, if you want me to kill that person, you let me know. Uh, I tune in here right now. <laughs> but yes, I appreciate that. Um, okay. Uh, I'll let you know when we can start swinging the sword. Yeah, I know. I, I would, with sadness in my heart, I will do it. <laughs> 
You really want to murder this <laughs> Chadwick, I would invite you real quick to make a perception check to notice something. That's a uh, minus one for me. Oh. Uh, so I rolled a two. So that's a one. So that's a one, yeah. absolutely. You thought you sensed something else somewhere around here when your divine sense was active, but you didn't get, it was like you were looking around the room very quickly, you registered dog breath, and then it was over yeah, at that point. Yeah, it's probably just the, yeah. the incredible love of a tune that dog breath is channeling, yeah. I've forgotten my manners, please, please. Um, it's red, no, I spoiled uh, all of it. I will get uh, prepare some food for, for all of you. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> everybody good with uh, meat? Great for everybody. Yes, sir. I was a pescatarian for a long time. It's great. Yeah, we we great. don't eat plants around here. Just okay, just meat. just animals. Do you guys have any salmon? We've got everything you could possibly. Yeah, I love salmon. Yes, okay, great. So I'm gonna go to the kitchen where we've just got like it's lots of different kind of animals and they're um, in various states of butchery. <laughs> the druids are doing most of the hunting for this community. Absolutely, you've got. I don't know if I would call it a kitchen, but it's a, ca a special campsite they have set aside for a lot of the cooking and food storage. And I just place. start pontificating. Like we like we find it very offensive that people don't treat plants like. Say matans, there's always there are even some people that would go so far as to say that it is worse to to uh, eat an animal than to eat a plant. It's like what are they thinking? And I like don't shut up. I just keep <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> like just, Chadwick is with us. All, all 260 pounds of Chadwick. It's like it makes total sense. Other than the occasional berry, it's all meat for me. Just salmon. Or it's like the plants can they cannot even run. It's like the animals if they get caught, run. like maybe they should have they should have escaped. So. This is one of life. <laughs> Jump one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. So I'm going to prepare some uh, some food for the guys. And uh, absolutely, your parents will actually join you for this meal. And in fact, it seems like people are getting ready to start resting a little bit. Um, they do say we should be careful. We the forest is always changing, whether it's in the territory of the summer court or the winter court, and. During certain times, it, it can be very dangerous. We should probably have some some patrols or guards. Many of the druids are, are working on their ceremonies at the moment. Um, does anyone have any ideas on on maybe taking a, a, a patrol real quick? Maybe. Oh, and, and your father Wilhelm starts to be. I I I can uh, take a Mr. Dogworth. I, I I can do it, sir. With your permission, I I could guard us. I could keep us safe. This isn't my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Why don't we have Chadrick? Chadrick, if you would be willing to do this, this would be a great service. It would, yes. it would be my honor. It would be my honor. And I, I try to stand up as straight as I can and I start to I just make it to the door and start patrolling around outside. Absolutely. As soon as you're out the door, your father just takes a seat and goes, I Fuck like yeah. that one. He's a good <laughs> yeah. one. As I, yeah. as I walk out the door, I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, d didn't want to say it, but I, I could do some patrolling, but I don't think I'm going to be as effective as the guy in the armor. And uh, I, I appreciate his help. Um, don't screw this up, Chadrick. Don't screw this up. <laughs> <laughs> and Chadrick, you're patrolling the woods for a little bit. Go ahead and make a perception check real quick. Yeah, still minus one. I take a short rest yeah. if I can. Uh, that's, you were uh, able to get in a <laughs> short rest. That's a three. <laughs> Take a short rest. A three, a three total. Beautiful, Chadrick. You're just. I'm in my own head. Everything's good. Everything's good out here. And sorry, Tumpy. I just want to make sure. Was there anything you were doing while people were resting? Uh, yeah. I want to go up to Dog Breath. I go up into his ear. Excuse me. Tumpy. Here. Uh, Dog Breath. I. There's a couple things I'd like to talk about as well. There's a thing about me that. I don't share with most people. And you seem like a nice guy. You're not a judgmental guy, but can you keep a secret? 
Yes, of course. I, I'm not. This isn't the normal scenario for this. But yes, if it's something like not murdering people or doing any crime in the city. Well, I certainly won't talk much about that. But <laughs> just pinky promise, would you? Pinky big promise, triple pinky promise, and so many, would you? I stick out my pinky after a slap like that. <laughs> uh, as we grab pinkies, my body transforms into a small gnome ship. What are you? Whatever you look like, a dwarf. A dwarf. I'm a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> I can change into almost anything. This is fucked. <laughs> it's wild. Have I ever seen a changeling yeah. before? You have never seen a changeling nor heard of one in your life. It means I can turn into almost anything. By a toon's beard. <laughs> what do you say? A toon's beard. This is something I've never experienced before. It's do I sound like this? You sound just like this is pretty wild, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy, but I, anything is crazy. You just name something. I could just do it. Do you remember what the archpriest looked like? I have no idea who that is, but I could turn into a priest and show you what that looks like. <laughs> You've seen many priests of a tune, so you could de- you maybe never saw the archpriest. I removed my biggie finger because yeah. let's... If you could turn it to an harsh priest, then sure. Look like a Dog beautiful breath. <laughs> it's still me, Tumpy. But I'm here to tell you. It's aberrant magic. That has affected me. Shall I not reveal? <laughs> and I pull him closer. I say, I pull him closer. Please. Can I just confirm two yep. of you are on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why I'm making sure, making sure, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I figured we were like in a corner room. Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, let's yeah. get you closer. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The, the yeah. kind of rest is happening out in the woods right near the temple. And so there's easily, you can guys can walk off into the woods and have this conversation. Thank happen. you for sharing that with me. I want you to know that you're in good hands. Uh, that's why I gave you a hug. I could feel something a little bit of different course. about you. Yes. Um, all creatures under a tune sun. <laughs> I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded great. Yeah. All creatures under a tune sun are loved, no matter where they come from. Humans, elves, dwarves, ghouls, goblins, aberrant magic. And this is one of the many reasons I knew I could trust you. But I'll tell you, there's more than one of us. What, what do you mean, us? My sister who's missing. My other sister. My other sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I told you, I haven't been in the city really often, but what did you think? I, I'll do anything I can do to help. I just know you can likely do something. And I'll also say, I partially shared this because this is going to get really confusing. So you just need to know who I am. Okay. All right. So, show me. All right. I turn into this hideous frog thing. <laughs> the voice can be really anything. This is my, this, this is my natural form. I, I, I start just copying your voice right now, but it feels pretty authentic. I'm like dumbfounded, but I'm like, he's ugly inside just like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And I give him a hug. And I wrap him up uh, and I say, we're going to find your sister. Thank you for sharing this with me. Thanks, Dog Breath. And then I... um Tender. Yes, I also am like, I would be careful about who you revealed this to. In my travels, <laughs> I'm outside to swing myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chadwick will fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, keep, that's why I keep a secret. <laughs> I want to tell you for a little a minute. <laughs> then there was a tentacle thing and all that. I, I, I may know nothing 
right now, but I've received visions from a tomb before, which you might have heard in the stories about me. They're true. And so, I'll sleep on it. <laughs> you're a good guy. You're, you're a good guy. Thanks. Your, more, your voice is just morphing. No, I'm getting super confused. I don't usually change up this much, but I just want to do it demonstration. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to do it too much, but anyway. I, I, would say, I haven't said this in a while, but welcome to the Huggers. And oh. I, 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 I don't know what that was. Yeah, that's profound. <laughs> oh, wow. I, like I wasn't here for the first it's season. Like I don't know if you guys knew It's like a family thing. It's, it's the family. Got it. Okay. Finally, someone I can wow. trust. You've just fucking stolen you from me. You got me really slimy. Sweet. And then I'm going to go back to my meditative. Tremendous. Yeah. Absolutely. As the two of you, begin heading back to the campsite. Chadrick, you're getting, starting to think maybe it's good time to head back. And you're deep in a conversation right now, Sigmund, with your father, when all of you are interrupted by a piercing scream. It is your father who realizes first what is going on. He looks up at you, Fenwick, it's your mother. And you realize you've never heard your mother scream like this. That's why you didn't register that it was her at first. You've never heard her this afraid before. And the scream is coming from underneath the eye of the gods, from the quarantine chambers. Specifically, it sounds like from your brother's chamber. I haul ass. Absolutely. Chadrick, you're far away, but you just barely heard this scream. Your father's running right after you. Wilhelm is running right behind you as you start booking it. And the two of you also definitely heard the scream in the direction that it was coming from. Can I hop on Bud, the horse, so yes, that I can absolutely. make up some ground? Bud is just there yeah. when you need him. He just seems to almost come out of nowhere and you just, boo, he's like running towards you. You swing up onto his back and you're just booking it full speed. He even just like kind of nods as he's galloping towards the sound Great of job, the screaming. Bud. You're racing in that direction, riding hard. You're running. What are the two of you doing? I remember the screams of the city of as it was on fire and the people screaming at, at, at the last time something so dramatic happened in a one hour time period. It's <laughs> 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 just like bringing PTSD. Like, oh, no. My eyes flicker open and then I, I fucking run to, to uh, the door. Absolutely. You're running to the gate. The gate is currently PTSD open right go. now. And as you all arrive, roughly with your horse simultaneously at the entrance to the dungeons below the Eye of the Gods temple, you can see straight ahead, your mother turning away from the door to your brother Carl's imprisonment chamber. She has just shut the door and turned away, still not screaming, but ah, ah. And she's looking down at her hands and then holding them up. They are burned right on the palms, it seems. And you're able to tell that it's because she was shutting the door. The handles on the door are metal, and they burned her hands. I run up to her, I grab her, I say, Mother, Mother, are you okay? Uh, uh, and I just start starting, uh, I start casting Healing Verdant Sylvan to her. No, no, it's Carl. I shut, I shut the door on my son. He, he's in there. And she reaches for the door. She's trying to open it now. There's like steam coming off the door. Heat is radiating off of it. I grab her hands. I say, Mother, what are you doing? What is, what is going on in there, Mother? I don't know. I don't know. 
and you can see the regret in her eyes. She slammed the door almost out of instinct, but she still keeps looking at the door like she wants to open the doors to find out. It's clear she does not understand what it was she witnessed in there. I take my my, my left hand, I push over. Master, I'll, I'll take care of this, Master. This is for me. Push my other hand on the door. Your other hand is fine as you use it to push the door open, despite the fact that you can feel a lot of heat in this metal. And as you push the door open, you see your brother no longer sitting on the sarcophagus. He is floating above the sarcophagus, just like the tiefling woman had raised up into the air. His legs dangle, his arms are at his side. He is looking up. Fire is roaring in a cone out of his mouth but that's not even most of the flame in the room. He is completely surrounded by an aura of flames. And you are realizing what you are looking at looks like a portal, but not a two-dimensional portal, more like a three-dimensional portal extending in an aura around him. And you register that portal-like feeling from it, especially as he begins to tip backwards You see flames surrounding him, and the flames seem to acquire a depth. He is falling through this portal into what looks to be the plane of elemental fire. Sigmund, you're the only one close enough to do something. What do you do? Carl, come, no, no, come back, please. And I will run up and I will, with my body, hug him. Oh, I want you to make an athletics check. Except not with this hand. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm sorry to say you are going to be taking just for rushing into the room and then especially for hugging him. It's a total of 16 fire damage you just took. That's a 12 on the athletics. <laughs> okay. With a 12, you start to wrap your arms around him he's still getting pulled through the portal. You haven't stopped him yet, but he starts to blink. There's fire still pouring out of his eyes, but he's blinking and his head for the first time in six years looks down at you. And he says, Sigmund. Carl. He grips your arm. You take more fire damage four more points of fire damage, and he gives you advantage on the athletics check. Oh my God. Roll big! his arm, and I try to pull I'm I'm very weak, and I 15. With a 15, that is exactly what you needed oh! to keep him from slipping through the portal any more than he already is. He's caught now between your world, and what you can clearly see now is roaring flames, an eternity of roaring flames behind him. You are keeping him anchored in place. He's not pulled back, he's not pulled any further. And that is when, over his shoulder, as though someone is behind him, a red-scaled hand begins to reach around your brother, grip him on the chest, Another hand reaches over and something, a fiery figure, pulls themselves through the portal. And that is where we will end our session. 
shit today. Oh, nice. Cool. Very wow, good. Really good. Really good and stuff. That right. is where we are pausing. Juicy. But, however, I will say this. We are going to be in this campaign having private interludes with each character. So I would like for everyone to step out of the room except for Chadrick first. Then, Chadrick, when you're done, you can leave and you can get Sigmund next. All right. So, Chadrick, when you went off to patrol, yeah. apart from the rest of the party, you didn't roll very well because you weren't really trying to patrol. Instead, you notice that there was a slight pinging, a glowing light coming from a gray stone with a runic sigil on it in your pocket. It's vibrating a little bit. And you know that there is an incoming message. All right, yeah. So I'll, I'm going to look around. And then when I see that no one else is around, I'm going to place it on the ground and activate it. You activate this stone and immediately smoke begins to rise from it. Kind of a gray, misty smoke issues out and it splits into six different directions. The smoke kind of whisks off in a fan, six different threads, each one forming the illusory, smoky form of an individual seated. Seems like each of these people is probably not in the same room. You're seeing them all in their respective locations, but you know these people well. Nice. Yeah, and as they start to appear, I'm going to take a knee, bow my head, bring my hand to my chest. Absolutely. The first one to clearly form is Mother Augusta, the current acting leader and archpriest of the faith of Etune, and she smiles warmly at you. Chadwick, it's good to see you again. I, my lad, I uh, am glad you completed the journey. Other forms begin to put themselves together. It is clear that the next form is Labyrinth, recently appointed the voice of the people. And on this council, she represents many of the criminal elements here. She also smiles warmly at you, but does not have many words to say to you at this moment. Other people begin to form Lady Sula Silvertree, who represents the nobility and the merchants of the city. Ansel the Red, a kind of cocky, smiling form with his hands folded in front of him, represents the interests of the magical people within the city, wizards who would like more freedom to act. And he kind of looks over a little bit nastily as the form of the newly elected Knight Commander Matthias mm. forms, of the Knights of the Division, the group who patrols and guards against dangerous magic within the city. He nods to you and appreciates you bowing to him. He gives a uh, nod back. And then a final form of General Ventheris. He smiles at you warmly, folds his hands, and bows to you. As these six figures form, Mother Augusta, as she usually does, begins. So you, you made it here uh, to the community of Haven. Uh, effectively, did you did you find him? Did you find Dog Breath? Yes, Mother Augusta. It was exactly as you said. I, I I have my eyes on him now, and I believe that he took me at my word and trusts me as his bodyguard. That is perfect. We do not want him to suspect anything. We want him calm and doing whatever it is he was ordinarily going to be doing. And the less he knows, the better. 
Did you find anything disturbing or dangerous about him? There is one thing. I, w- I was in a room of comatose people and I took it as an excuse to use divine sense like we said. And I think they believed me. And uh, Amongst everything I found for them, I found that Dog Breath has a, a weird affliction to him, like the comatose people, except he moves. He said it was uh, Atun's love. He seemed to believe it when he said it. Mother Augusta seems at a loss for words. She starts shaking her head. Her lips are pursed. She's clearly not happy with this news. And Knight Commander Matthias nods somewhat decisively, kind of glances at General Ventheris, and he says, this is exactly what we were afraid of. The fact that it was easy for our spell knights to locate him so easily. I mean, he's radiating magic like a beacon. Nobody should be this easy to scry upon, and we were able to know that he was traveling to Haven with all too much ease. Um, I think the council understands now that Whatever power Dog Breath has at his command is something that we need to be concerned about. And reluctantly or eagerly, all the council members are kind of nodding along. Knight Commander Matthias says, just continue the plan. Um, keep your eyes on him. Monitor him. Of course. And whatever unusual phenomenon you detect, continue to report back to us. And we will continue to analyze whether or not Dog Breath is the hero we hope he is, he looks at Mother Augusta, or whether he is a concern to the city. You you know, I'll do what's best for the city. All right, everyone, we have a lot to think about. I think, um, thank you, Chadrick, and, and over and out, we will await your reports. Thank you. One by one, they turn back into wisps of smoke. Mother Augusta disappears, The others begin to disappear. Only one remains. General Fentheris seems to stay on the line, even as he watches the others disappear. When I see it's just he and I'll stand back up. I'll say, hello, General. Hello, Chadrick. I don't think either of us are surprised by what you found. It's exactly as you said. Dog breath may have saved the city from aberrant threats so long ago, but it wouldn't be the first time that someone who tried to fight the aberrants was corrupted by them. And if he is a threat to the city, we will not wait this time for that threat to make it into our walls before we act. You are the fist of the hands of Riven. And you know that it is up to you, it is up to us, to act decisively, even when some of the other council members might be reluctant to do so. I think I can count on you that if you judge him a threat, dog breath can and must be eliminated. General, is there no other way? I mean, he's he's the greatest hero that the Riven's ever had. He's the reason that I'm alive. He is perhaps the greatest hero Riven has ever had. But if the rumors that have circulated about him are even half true, then he is also the greatest threat Riven has ever faced. 
cannot let his past acts blind us to this truth. This is, this is hard for me to hear, but you know, I will always put the safety of the city above all else. And if dog breath does threaten the city, I will do what you've trained me to do, and I will do what needs to be done. The sword. Do you still have it? Of course, sir. Good. Good. Use it only if you must, but use it if you must. And then I'm going to light it in flames like the general showed me, and I'll say, fire purges the evil from this land. I will do what needs to be done. Your heart is true, my boy. Your father would be proud. Thank, thank you, sir. That means a lot to me. Farewell, and best of luck on your mission. And I bow my head, and I pick up the sending stone. Almost like he knows that you've been talking too long, he disappears back into the smoke as you pick up the sending stone, and you are able to start returning to the group, and only after a few steps is when you hear the piercing scream that gets you to call upon your horse and rush off back to the others. Thank you, Chadrick. I will ask you to leave and please bring back Sigmund with you. Sigmund, as you are reaching for your brother, clasping hands with him to prevent him from falling through this newly opened portal, your compatriots can see through the doorway, through the streams of heat and the waves of rippling humidity and immense flames that are billowing outward. They are able to see your brother and the state that he is in. Their attention is drawn to your brother and to the strange hands that are reaching over him. That is the only reason that they do not notice that the gauntlet of leather, which protects your hand, is burning away. But it's not burning away just from the flames that are surrounding you. It feels as though your hand is on fire. And as the gauntlet burns away, revealing the burnt hand beneath, you see not just your old burn marks from that day where you tried to initiate yourself into your druidic circle and fail. You see the burn marks, they're still there. But what you also see are your veins through your hand, it is as though molten magma is visibly running through your veins, and then cracks start to form, fissures where you can see the molten fire beneath. I have this call right now. Hold it. You are holding Carl. I look at it. Carl, help me. He looks down at you and says again, just your name. Sigmund, but he sounds scared. Ooh. That is where we All right. <laughs> and that's the session. Then, All everybody. right, we did it. Awesome, we did it. Woo! Thank you so much, Justin. Appreciate it. Oh, especially catching that camera right there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, gosh. The heat. That would have been a bummer. That was a really good first episode. I would have hated to lose any of it. Oh, my God.